everyone, and welcome to the Hanukkah Erotica Book Club podcast, where Malia and I recap Jewish romance books, the occasional Jewish film, and tonight we are taking a pivot and recapping the new Netflix series, Jewish Matchmaking. Hi, Mal. Hello. So yeah, Jewish Matchmaking, here we are. I'm excited. I can't wait, but here's the thing I need to know, and I think our listeners should know. Have you watched dating shows in the past? Are you familiar with the franchise Indian Matchmaking? Right, is good the question. first. Yeah. Yes. So, I have. I am not really familiar with the uh, show Indian Matchmaking, which I understand this is a sort of spinoff of that 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 exact sort of yes. franchise. Yes. Don't know anything about that one, so I'm a blank slate as as goes for that. However, I have watched my share of reality dating shows in my time. Although I would say, like my heyday is like probably a decade ago. So like millionaire matchmaker patty stanger i'm intimately familiar with her uh, you know when she was much more like the zeitgeist uh old seasons of the bachelor you know there was a time that i was very riveted to that um okay what i'm understanding is you're completely literate in this genre and that's great thank you thank you so now that means that the more the newer things um no you haven't watched love is blind you don't watch love island is that true true all true right okay Um, yeah I'm a product okay. of my time. Yeah. Okay. And let me ask you, when you watched The Bachelor or Millionaire Matchmaker back in the day, did you ever put yourself, imagine yourself on the show and think what would happen if you were on or what if you were in that situation, what would you do? Or is that me having weird main character energy that I <laughs> historically have always been like, what would I do if I was on Love Island right now in this villa? Well, I don't know, and maybe this is a question you can answer for me, since it seems like you're familiar with sort of old-school dating shows as well as the more modern sort of versions, but I felt like the Patty Stanger Bachelor era was sort of so outlandish. Like, the both the, the behavior, the characters, the scenarios, they seemed quite far removed from anything that I'm familiar with. I think that was like the whole premise of them is that they were like removed from reality. Like Patty Stanger had this like elite service. She yes, was providing. the millionaire's club, the millionaire's club. Right. Even though like, like, although even nowadays, like what's a millionaire? I think the whole thing is like very dated, but um, you know, or the bachelor, like, you know, they're all galloping on like white horses, like leased by ABC into the sunset. Like the whole idea is that, I didn't I didn't even think of myself in it because the whole concept seemed to be that like a person like me could never be on it. But I feel like just from watching the beginning of Jewish matchmaking that perhaps that's not the case with newer shows and maybe they've become more relatable. Okay, agree with everything you've said. And the more recent shows, many of them have become more relatable. But this is the first one where I could actually truly picture myself on it because the thing about Love Island is, you know, the national treasure of the UK, but I can't be, I could, there's never, there's never been a time in my life where I could have been in a villa in Marbella in a thong bikini for 60 days, right? Like that just right. wasn't going to happen. I'm not, I'm not, you know, by the way, this, I do want to switch to that kind of bathing suit. I feel like if not now, when I, <laughs> this is the summer, thong Mitch knows. bathing suits are big yeah. on Love Island. Huge on Love Island. Huge, hmm. huge. Um, if not now, when though? This is the summer my tush comes out. But the thing is... I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. But this is the this is the first show where I've really watched and just been like, okay, 
Yeah, you could be this, one of them. Yes, yes. This was this is the show. If any, you know. So, totally. Okay, so. Indian Matchmaking is a show that came out three, I believe, three seasons ago. And there's a matchmaker, Seema Auntie from Mumbai. And Seema Auntie from Mumbai sets up people all across the world, similarly to Aliza. So here we are. Fast forward to Jewish Matchmaking. By the way, you know who's a huge fan of Indian Matchmaking? Who? Our parents. Are they? They are. They love Love is Blind, Indian matchmaking. I really got them hooked into it the few weeks wow. that we were living with them when we were in between the apartment and the house. They've really gotten it. Even they, they, they told me they binged something the other week. And I was like, I didn't even know they knew that term. Like, oh, they know really, it. They binged Succession. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They binged, exactly. Yeah. That's what yes, it was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But they also will, like, they, they go like, hard on. We watched seven hours. Your mom was like, we could have been in Paris. <laughs> but instead, we had just watched Succession. <laughs> we, um, yeah, they... Like they could have flown to Paris in that time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like the length of a flight to Paris, but they just sat on their couch. We've um, all yeah. been there. I mean, of you course, know. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, no, they, they go hard with Love is Blind too. Indian huh. matchmaking. Yeah. Was not um, aware. So, so, the, so we're here with Jewish matchmaking. And, it, you know, it starts off with we meet Aliza Ben Shalom, the Shadchan, the matchmaker. Yep. And she says she's helped 200 couples get to the chuppah. And not only is she, is, a ma- is she a matchmaker, but she's also a dating coach. Right. She said that she helps, she helps people through the whole process. Yes. Her goal is not just to get you married. It's about staying married. Right. Understanding yeah. what goes into a successful marriage long term. Right. 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 So we meet her and off the bat, I like her. Really like. She's the kind of person. Like. Again, just contrasting with Patty Stanger, because that's my go-to. Like, Patty Stanger is great TV, but don't know that I would want to subject myself to her matchmaking. Like, she's she was a harsh she was harsh with the sort of the zingers, the judgments. Exactly. Um, we were talking about it at work today because she, <laughs> the difference is, Elise is so she's so generous of spirit with all of yes. these daters. Even when she gives, when they give you know, her, their preferences, their, their Jewish values. I, I want to talk about that, but also their preferences in another partner. And Patty Stanger would be like, excuse me, you're a three, you know, totally. <laughs> that would be that. She'd be like, that's what you want. Come on. <laughs> she, she'd be like, come on, you're a three. Right. Totally. Whereas Aliza was just like, even when they said things that you could sort of tell from the context, it was implied were a little ridiculous. She was just sort of like, okay, okay. You know, mm-hmm. She's going to show, not tell. I think that's her MO. Like, yes, yes. She's going to bring them to a place where they realize on their own, you know, that they're sort of limiting themselves as opposed to Patty just like kind of cutting you down immediately. Right, right. I think you might be right. Um, we'll see. So on right. tonight's episode, by the way, of Hanukkah Erotica Book Club, for our listeners, we're recapping episodes one and two. Tonight's episodes one and two. That's what we're doing tonight. Um, okay, so, yeah, so I, I like her off the bat. I really do. And she laughs really easily. She's really warm. And she says something really early on, which I love. It comes up very early where someone's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not so Jewish. And she's like, no. We're all Jewish. You might just not be as observant. And that's a theme that's come up on our podcast. I bring it up a lot in general in my life. And it's very, very important to me. And I love that on a show that's already in the top 10 on Netflix and going to get wide, you know, a lot more people will have eyes on it than just the Jewish community. I think it's really nice that in the first couple of minutes of the show, you know, they get hours and hours and hours of footage. But in the first couple of minutes of the show, she says, no, we're all Jewish. No one's more Jewish than anybody else. We all just have different levels of observing. And I liked that. 
Totally. She's really not a stereotype. Like, it would have been so easily to sort of craft her as, like, sort of a stereotypical kind of, like, Yenta, you know? Totally. But she's really not. She's just, like, a, a, um, a non-judgmental, warm person. I agree. I agree. And, by the way, part of why this is interesting is because Seema from Mumbai is very clear when the people give long laundry lists of, of things that they want. The style's the same. You know how they have, like, there's a graphic with a notepad? The yeah, style's yeah. the same on Indian matchmaking. And she's like, you're going to get 60% of this, but there's no way I can get you 100% of this. It won't work. And that's, there's no way it's happening. She's very clear. And so it's actually kind of refreshing to see Aliza just kind of write it down and, you know, do her best. Right, she's not committing to like, yes, this is what I'm going to get you, but she's not, again, she's very non-judgmental. I appreciate that because I feel like, again, that goes contrary to sort of the stereotype of a Jewish matchmaker. Right. Which, right. Totally. So, okay, first person we meet is Danny. Danny's in Miami. Yes. And Danny is the eyebrow queen. (laughs) (laughs) Right, she makes that clear from the get-go. She makes it clear from the get-go. They are very nice. And she, Danny, the eyebrow queen, starts to share about, Lisa always asks two questions. Like, tell me about, you know, your Jewish values and practices and tell me what you're looking for, your values in a, that you're looking for in a partner. And immediately, first thing Danny says, she's just like, I'm great. And I don't know why I don't have a line of men waiting for me because I'm a catch. I'm great. I have an eyebrow account on Instagram. <laughs> I love that. So funny. She hasn't used it in a while, actually. I checked it out. Oh, I checked out Icon, Icon Brows, obviously. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, she starts giving her list and she starts talking about what she celebrates the high holidays. She, she grew up keeping kosher at home, doesn't keep kosher anymore, family oriented. By the way, I, I'm very, Mitch and I were talking about this, but like, like, what is family, what do you think they, they mean when someone says family oriented? That they want a family, that you're close with your family? What do you think? I think it means like you're close with your family. A lot of the activities that you do involve your family. You're like in regular, they're like a part of your daily life. And you, I think it implies you want a family, but you want a life that revolves around family is what, how I take it. Right. Because the thing that's interesting is I want to talk about Danny. The next person we're going to get to after Danny is Harmony. The last, then, then there's this guy, Ori, which I think we have a lot to say about, but I felt like Ori's family oriented. Sorry to skip ahead, but TLDR, he's the internet's villain right now. And I feel like Ori's family oriented meant you like my family. <laughs> right. Well, I... <laughs> Ori seems like to me like I don't know he seems like the product of like a lot of editing because um (laughs) you think he got a bad edit I I think that they edited him to be a little bit of a caricature I mean like he yeah like he I mean the whole thing with his mom being sort of like she's my main woman he says right like he works with her he sort of like is turning she's in the meeting with the matchmaker <laughs> that's like, also in Indian matchmaking yeah. oh is it yeah well, that's also like a stereo it's funny because like I feel like out of anyone he sort of seems like the least religious but yet like it's the most sort of stereotypically religious thing to have like your mom actively participating in like the shidduch process. Yes, there's something very traditional about that. I agree. I right. agree. But, but I, I did I did wonder about family oriented in him. I feel like fairy, fa- family oriented for him maybe meant you like my mom. Oh, yeah, because he's like I want someone Israeli, but I want someone who's living in LA. 
and I want someone who's Mor- like maybe she should be Moroccan like maybe she should be Moroccan like basically right. it's like just someone who can like become a part of his family exactly yeah yeah and he also still lives at home okay back to Danny so Danny makes a list of what she wants she's kind of new to Miami she has South African Jewish parents she grew up in LA and um she describes that she also wants someone with really nice brows did she say that? Yes. She wants to be the brow couple. Right, they're right, walking right, down right. the street. They're, the they're like, wow. Right. Yeah, like nice brows, them. That gorgeous. Look at the brows on that couple. Right, right, right. And I like Aliza was just like, okay. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> like- and I do. Right. So like I appreciate Aliza not judging it. It's really nice and very special. And I think it makes her actually really good at what she does. But I do wonder if like some of the dating coaching piece could come in there for her where it's like, let's zoom out a little danny and is that really a big part of life and what's important in a relationship sometimes i wonder she's very soft in the first meetings like i wonder if it's going to bit i wonder if she's building rapport so she can become more sort of like telling some hard truths she's definitely like pretty accepting off the bat and i think there's, there's even more dramatic examples of that with later Characters. for sure for sure i think you're right but the and the thing is but maybe she also has an understanding that people really do want what they want and it's just maybe as much as she can deliver that like people do have preferences and if she could deliver it she, you know it's at least good to get the list you know and if there's a guy with great brows you know say less so she she does deliver by the way with some, I mean, he, she seems to be satisfied with, with his brows and we'll get to that date soon but then Aliza meets harmony Right. Harmony, a unicorn, the unicorn. Spirited, youthful. She, they don't all, I don't think say their age, but Harmony very clearly off the bat says that she's 44 and that right. she wants to feel a burning passion in her vagina. That's very important for her. Yes, she's quite clear on that. Yes. <laughs> she does want, <laughs> she, she, wants to, she wants to be, she wants a cheerleader and a teammate. Cheerleader and teammate, but passion. She keeps saying very big on the passion. Very, very big. She wants to use some other words, but she says passion. Very important for her. Right. She does talk about fiery burning. Yes. Yes, she does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Everyone knows what she means. Aliza everyone, included. Everyone I'm knows sure. Aliza. Yes, exactly. Yes. Aliza included. Uh, yes. And, um, and so. She, you know, she also gets really, you know, Harmony gets really emotional. She wants a child. Her grandma is 100. Um, her father's sick. You know, she feels that, you know, she she really, really wants to meet somebody. And she wants that partnership. And actually, you know, here, I think Aliza actually, I appreciated that in a, in a again, like a low-key way. But I think Aliza called her out a little more in the first meeting because, you know, she says, let's say I want, you know, she's like, I, yeah, I want a child. I'm 44. I know I have to, like, get a move on. But then in the same breath, she's like, if I want to run off to Bali, I want someone who's going to be right there with me. And Aliza's like, what about your child? And she's like, He'll, the child will come to Bali, too. And I think Aliza's like, okay, like... You're kind of saying one thing, but you're sort of living another thing, and that might be part of the problem. Completely. You're right. She did call her out on it, and I think that there's something really grounding about Eliza in that moment. That exact theme happened on this po- most recent season of Love is Blind between two people who ended up getting married named Chelsea and Kwame, where they hmm. kept ta- like he, they, he kept talking about wanting to be spontaneous, and Chelsea was like, it's fine. People just put the, you know, you put your baby in a carrier and you go. And I remember thinking like, 
I know that moment. I know that feeling before you have kids where you really do think like I will just strap my baby on and we'll go. Totally. Costa, Costa Rica, here we come. Absolutely. It's just a cute little accessory. You just stick it in a bag and you're off. Yeah. <laughs> like it really, like traveling is so hard with a baby that I'm literally going to my sister's wedding just with one because the idea of bringing a case of diapers and figuring out cribs is so exhausting that the baby and Mitch are staying home. Like, traveling with the baby is so hard. It's not fun. You're just like, also, you're just doing the same repetitive parenting stuff just in another place. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like... So much harder. like, out. Like, you're just doing everything that you do every day, but, like, you don't have all your accoutrements that, like, make it nominally easier. Totally. Right, like, it's just, like, without the comforts of just, like, a crib, a changing table... A case of diapers in your own house. So right. I did appreciate that Aliza, you know. Was like, take it yeah. from someone who has five kids. Like, it ain't that easy. For sure. No, you're right about that. She was, she, was definitely, she was definitely very upfront with Harmony. The thing about Harmony is like, I feel she was very sincere and really means well. Like, I, I, I like her. She's appealing. She's very sweet. And there's something very genuine about her. I, I, I think, yeah, I think that she, like, really, really means well. But by, by the way, I think Danny means well, too. Like, da- Danny's ready. I think Danny's ready to meet someone. I think that she's met a lot of bad boys or F boys in her life. Like, I think she's, like, she wants to meet someone and settle down. She does want him to have good brows. Harmony's in a totally different stage. Harmony's probably 20 years older than Danny. Right. And, like, you know, she's lived a lot of life. And, and yeah, there's, some, there's something about her that, you know, I just, like, I really want, I, I want, I, I'm rooting for her. But it seems like she's still maybe a little bit stuck in the Danny mentality in like in that like Danny more appropriately I feel for her age is like looking for like you know a handsome guy with good brows who's like you know I don't know out and about and whatever and I feel like Harmony's kind of looking for that too still like that's her priority. Yeah I think – I think that, yeah, there's a disconnect for Harmony between what she feels like she needs intellectually and what she actually wants. Like, she lives this L.A. lifestyle. She goes to the beach. You know, she's she's doing all all sorts of stuff and living right. life in a way that, you know, is very youthful, which she even talks about when she says, like, she has a youthful spirit and often goes for younger guys. But I like that she's open to older guys, too. Like, I'm rooting for her. Totally. Really she's, root, she's adorable. Like you have to root for her. I'm really, really rooting for her. Okay, yeah. next, we, before we go on any dates, we meet Ori, who we already talked a little bit about. But Ori lives in L.A. He lives with his parents. He moved from Israel to America 20 years ago, I guess, when he was a little kid. I, I'm assuming he's in his 20s. Maybe 30. I, I don't know how old Ori well, is. I hope not 30. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and he... Malia, like, he's actually the internet's villain. Like, you need to hear the tweets about him. Is he? I, I get it. There's a lot to villainize. He's a caricature. Right. So, again, it's like, I'm very curious if, if he thinks he got a bad edit. I do want to know. I honestly hope he's off Twitter because the thing about this is when people <laughs> go on reality TV, p- people, you know, there's a lot of social media posts about it. Like, the internet goes yeah. nuts. Like You're we opening have, yourself up to trolls, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Like, we're podcasting about it, like, you know, and... It doesn't feel good. These are regular people. Like, this is certainly not... There's no white horses in ABC here. Like, this, these are... Even even those people on The Bachelor were regular before they, went, you know, joined Bachelor Nation. Sure. The, these are just regular people. And these tweets, I bet they, they will hurt him. But the truth Aww. is... The truth is, like, I don't know. He... It was not a good look. He's like... 
I'm, you know, I'm looking, I'm, I want someone attractive. I also want chemistry. <laughs> they should be Israeli. I liked how their, one of his relatives explained, well, that's also a part of chemistry. Yes, yes, that, <laughs> like that is. You're just repeating yourself. Passing down like familial wisdom there. Being attracted to someone is a part of chemistry. Thank you. I, I, th- I think part of what's a little bit cringy about him is like, this is going, you know, this is mainstream. This is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. This isn't like on the Jewish channel, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> sr- like, through game, like, this where you really can't find it. Wa- it's not a documentary we're watching at Limud. <laughs> I loved that documentary. It was so good. I wanted to reference that because actually one of the guys in that kind of reminded me of a religious version of Ori. Totally. She doesn't know my number? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Who is that guy? We should find him. That, by the way, we're referencing a documentary. I think it was called Unattached. Yes. And it was very good about the Shidduch crisis. On the Upper West Side. On the Upper West Side, yeah. We saw it, was, it at Limud. It was very good. We watched it at Limud, which is a conference that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, um, so, yeah, Ori is totally that guy. And um, I guess, like, yeah, the stereotype of this mama's boy, this Jewish mama's boy... Um, William just chatted us. William's our producer, and he just chatted us saying, is that the guy who was like, I'm a numbers guy? But yes, the guy on the documentary was like, (laughs) I was dating a girl, and she said she didn't know my number by heart, and I'm a numbers guy. So that's that's a deal breaker. (laughs) It's like, who knows anyone's number? Seriously. It's like, that's like, Technology prevents us from knowing anyone's number. Yeah. Is she your best friend from second grade? Because otherwise, you don't (laughs) remember the number. I still know all those people's numbers, but I don't know yours, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. No need. um, So, yeah, I'm a numbers guy. And also, that's the point, I think, is like that guy, and no offense to that guy, because he's like, I'm sure we have mutual friends and I wish him well, but like the degree of pickiness that he was exhibiting didn't seem to live up to like, you know, he, he... he, religious Ryan Gosling, he was not, if you get my meaning. Like, you know, like, come on, dude. And you kind of felt like I felt a little bit the same way with Ori. Like, everyone did. This is You're like, the, a, you know, you're a guy who lives at home and works for his mom. Like, who do you, who are you? That's the thing. Like, that, that, is, that is the thing. Like, there, there was one tweet that I saw that was like, to be able to be that picky, you have to be one, hot. Two, you know, it was like a whole list of all these things that Ori isn't. I'm looking for the tweet right now. But, um, you know, that I feel bad for Ori. But it's like I also don't really because he was like kind of gross about about dating and about he was just objectifying women. Very objectifying and like you know? kind of ignoring everything else. Like he was basically just like, if you're hot, I want to keep dating you. If you're not, I'm not interested. That's basically it. He ends up going on a date with someone so attractive Right. She is gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's Israeli like he wants. She lives in L.A. Yep. And she doesn't want to go back to Israel. Like she's in L.A. Like she's basically Aliza like conjured the exact person he described. An extremely, extremely attractive Israeli woman. Yes. Who's like ready to date. And is like nice. Seems like a good conversation. Like, you know, just like an open, nice person. And he at the end of that date is like. If she had blonde hair and blue eyes and bigger, mm-hmm, then maybe I'd be more interested. So I don't know if I feel, I mean, I, I listen, I, like, I feel bad if these tweets, I don't know, like have a big impact on his mental health. I, I do feel bad about that. I think internet, like I am not someone who trolls on the internet, like, you know, but, but sure. I, I, but I also 
kind of think that he presents it. I hope he grows is what I, is what I hope. Like I hope, I hope that he, I think he has a lot of growing up to do and maturing to do. And, and I hope that he does. He will not be proud of, the, of this and the way he's presented himself. Right. And his mom, like, can you imagine if you like, if someone like, imagine your son comes on and he's like, I love my mom. And then this is how he behaves. It's like, right. Oof. Right. Really cringe. Yeah. I found the tweet. Ori wants the baddest bitch. This is a tweet from at Petty Betty TV. Ori wants the baddest bitch. To get the baddest bitch, you need at least one of three things. One, looks. Parentheses. He's very decent looking. Two, money. Parentheses. He lives at home. Three, be funny as hell. Parentheses. He's not. So he needs to chill. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. He definitely yeah. needs to chill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other people are also talking about how much they... Uh, a lot of people are having... Uh, big, big big feelings another one pastor whore on twitter i find it so weird that a jewish man is on a jewish dating show looking for aryan qualities in a woman Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's a lot of ori having the audacity when still living with his parents a perfect example of why boy moms are dangerous to the female population oi Oh, by the way, you just said this petty betty tv who does ori think he looks like ryan gosling genuinely curious See, thank you. I like that Ryan Gosling is our gold standard. Yeah, yeah. Have to agree there. When I when I met Ryan Gosling when I was in eighth grade, he was an absolute I, stunner. I hoped you were going to take that opportunity to bring that up. Good. Thank you. Yes. Ryan, Ryan Gosling was gorgeous and stopped my family in the airport and we did exchange numbers. It was not romantic. It was because he was about to be filming a movie that ended up being... Uh, what was that movie called? Yeah, where he's like the Jewish neo-Nazi yeah, that, or whatever. That movie. That yeah, movie that movie. Was he was so about good. to be filming it. He noticed my mom's Magen David, and he's like, "Oh, were you Jewish?" And then he heard my father's Israeli accent, and he was like, "Oh my God, do you speak Hebrew? Could, can you teach me Hebrew? Can you tutor me in Hebrew? I need to learn Hebrew for this film." Amazing. Got his number. My mom checked on him because she was so worried about him being alone in, in a hotel in the city. <laughs> he introduced us to the producer of the movie when we landed in New York. Yes. Wow. Yes. See, really? uh, Ryan Gosling looks like Ryan Gosling, and he's a mensch. Oh, yeah. Ryan Gosling looks like... Exactly. Ori, yeah. Ori looks like Ori and was objectifying women left and right. Right. Um, Take a note, Ori. Yeah. And then and then another person, Allison Cunney on Twitter, said, new villain just dropped <laughs> the picture of Ori. I also <laughs> thought this one was really funny. It's not about him, but... Um, Avigail Halperin says, queer edition of Jewish matchmaking, but it's just like five different people maintaining spreadsheets that have the same five women on them and they've all dated each other already. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. funny. But one thing I think is funny is for years and years, I've been saying if there was a Jewish matchmaking, Jewish dating show, like Jewish reality TV show, it would just be like a lot of Jewish geography. And that does end up happening in later episodes. So I really do appreciate that because like we can't exactly help it. You know, it's like, where are you from? Yeah, of course. You oh, get into it inevitably. You know, right. I, I know someone from that, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so she ends up, you know, she, she gets Ori's list. She writes it all down. And, um, you know, she basically delivers. She delivers and he's still not really happy. Yeah. yeah At least not true. by the end of episode two. But, you know, what do you think? I don't know if we're going to address this, but, like, what do you think about her whole date him till you hate him philosophy? That's, exa- that's exactly where I wanted to go next. Because it seems Elisa like Elisa has she's... a bunch of catchphrases. Right, and, right, right. And, and kind of, like, um, relationship advice that she kind of puts into these little catchphrases. So, yeah, Molly, yeah. Tell, you, tell us about that one. Oh, well, her... her um, 
her first, one of the first ones she introduces is like that she encourages her clients to date him till you hate him, which is like, if it's not a 100% no, it's a yes. Like yes, meaning, she, when in doubt, go out, she also says. There you go. Like that you should keep on, keep trying. You know, if you're not sure, you know, err on the side of keep trying. Which I want, I don't know. I, I mean, what do I, I know? I, so, I mean, she's set up hundreds of couples, so I guess she's right. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't question it. Okay, here's the thing. Like, I don't know. And the thing, when I was the age of, of Danny or Ori or any of these people, like, I, I went on dates that were, like, completely fine. But I'd be like, you know, something ridiculous. Like, the most ridiculous things would, would, would prevent me from a second date or a third date. I would end some, you know, just like, if I didn't feel it, you know, meaning not someone, I'm not talking about relationships I've been in. I mean, like, people I went on a, a handful of dates with, like, a date, two dates, like, the, you know those years it was just sure, dates sure. and all sorts yeah, yeah. like so I feel like I very I, I I was not dating them till I hated them for sure not I was like oh you know right but you were you're saying that was at a time when you weren't marriage minded I think that's I might not point. have been I think I right. thought I was but I wasn't I, I definitely right. wasn't right it I was, think she's right and I, but I think you know she's she ties it to like the era of apps and like you could always swipe and there's another person but I honestly think that it was even before that living in New York City it's still kind of like that like exactly. even without apps it's just like there's always going to be another person down the road whatever so she calls that know. analysis paralysis right but I feel like they're related it's like for sure don't so don't like sort of dismiss people out of hand because you could find someone else sort of like dig in a little bit and maybe you'll sort of like get to know the person and move past your sort of shallow first impressions okay part of why i actually feel like maybe this is good advice is because watching hermione um hermione not hermione harmony on mm. her date with mm -hmm. aaron mm -hmm. i i feel like i wish she did take that advice she doesn't really take that advice because harmony goes on a date with this guy who is he appears to be a little older than her but he could just be he could just be her age and look his age like i, I don't know he didn't um, seem that much older than right, her. Yeah. Right. She just looks really young. Right. She has a very youthful vibe and he had a less youthful vibe. Right. But he is a professor of architecture at, in Vermont. And then he's like, I'm a dean of one of the colleges there. Talk dirty, Aaron. I was just Seriously. like, delish. Yeah. I loved him. Loved he was him. also so he was thoughtful. So, exactly. He was, so, when he, the things he was saying, I don't remember. I don't, I, I when they were sitting on the beach in that second episode and talking, he was just like the way he was being reflective about himself and meeting people and completely. Yeah. She was, and also she was, I mean, again, this had to do with the edit, but she was like, you know, and, and I wanted to open my heart and my neural pathways. And so I started microdosing and doing shrooms. At first I was like, I don't really want to do shrooms, but like really I want to do shrooms because I want to open my neural pathway. And then it cuts to him in like an in the moment interview where he's like, you know, I've never really done drugs and like I'm kind of a goody two-shoes with that. And I didn't even really drink much in my fraternity, but and then it like goes back to him talking to her and he's so open-minded and like totally. genuine. Totally. And I think that that seems like that would be great for her. Like let him appreciate her as the free spirit. And this is exactly what Elisa said. She's going to need someone who's like the grounded home homey person who can like appreciate her free spiritedness but is the one who like ties the anchors them and she again she delivered it the question is like is is harmony gonna see it for what it is right she's that, that that's the thing like will she when in doubt go out or date him you know till she hates him or you know what, what where is she gonna go with it because i feel like she really delivered and also like i think it's 
I, I don't find him on unatt- She obviously finds him unattractive. Like, she's not attracted to him. Right. She's not feeling, like, <laughs> the burning passion that she's looking for. Right. But the thing is, like, do you he feel He is wearing, that? like, a short sleeve button-down checkered <laughs> shirt at the beach. <laughs> but they weren't dressed for, like, the beach. Like, they weren't in bathing suits. I know. It was like, like they put them there. Right. It was kind of like they, they might have handed him that shirt and been like, this is a shirt a uh, Dean in Vermont would wear at the beach in L.A. But okay, it felt yeah. like, wear a t-shirt, Aaron. Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Break true. it down a little bit. But. It's true. It's true. I just, he, for me, other than Aliza, is like my number one favorite so far on the show. He's adorable. He's such Very a endearing. nice, he's so nice. He was really smart. He's he, a freaking dean at a college. A dean. A dean. Truly, say less. I loved this guy. And I just wanted <laughs> her to love him that much, as much as I did. It's and you like could just maybe see she was that getting into him a bit. You feel like not at all. I, I don't you know. Could just, I think that, I think that if mm. I felt like she, she was wanting to. She wants right. to. Um, but isn't mm. it like almost creepy if you're like sitting across the table from a first date and it's like going really well and you're like maybe i don't know i don't like you're like crying like my dad has parkinson's my grandma's a hundred like i still want to have a child and i'm in my 40s and blah 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 and like i don't know like do you in that moment like feel like ripping someone's clothes off like i feel like it's okay if that takes a little time for her and aaron like it didn't even feel like the right moment to feel that burning passion i I mean i don't know maybe i'm wrong i just really liked him i'm rooting for them totally and if she felt comfortable like i don't know she may be equating the wrong things with burning i think she's admitted it herself that she's equating the wrong things with burning passion like somebody who like will listen to you talk about your troubles and be sympathetic like isn't like what else is gonna make you want (laughs) to rip your clothes off like come on oh my god what more do you want like, like it's the best yeah exactly i i loved him but i do wonder if it's like i don't know like a maturity thing like but but again yeah, yeah. Her, she should be there by now i think and i want i want that for her mm-hmm. Agreed. yeah um now what another thing i thought was very funny was Aliza preps her before the date the first date and gives her a few rules right. um she's like don't touch for the first five dates is like this rule where it's like a taste of Shomer Nagia. Right. Have you been in a Shomer Nagia relationship? You, Malia? <laughs> <laughs> William's raising his hand. I don't know what that's supposed to mean exactly. <laughs> uh, no, no, I can't say that I have. Um, have you? Yes, Katie texted me last night as she was watching it, asking if I remember when I was. Yes, I remember. Yes, I do. Um, oh, William's saying something. Uh-huh. Am I supposed to read this out loud? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> William's, William's, William's in our saying, DMs. We st- William's saying, we, William's my husband, by the way. And our producer. We, and our producer. We started off for as long as we could. Then when we couldn't wait any longer, we got engaged. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. That sounds so nice. It is. I I do think that this idea of waiting and you you know you can't. I mean, I understand if you're Orthodox and you're waiting because it's like a halacha and that's what you observe. I get that, but I don't think that waiting in a relationship has any impact on whether or not the relationship is going to get serious. Like, I I do think that that's a misconception in dating. I really don't think that like if two people are really into each other and like each other and things progress physically, 
that then the guy the, the assumption like the stereotype is the guy's like oh that happened quick now I'm not going to keep dating her I think it's like if you're happy with how things went and you like the person you keep seeing the person sure totally you know I mean she was saying like your sexual chemistry can kind of blind you to other issues in the relationship Right, and if you have um, a trust and closeness built on your values and your connection, then and your hearts touch, then you know it's important for your hearts to touch before your bodies to touch. So she gives her that advice: five dates. Her my her, her harmony hugs him immediately. She's like, right, ah. right. she's like, oh, <laughs> she I messed up. <laughs> um, then she says, "Don't talk about the past." She can't hand you know immediately. See, I wonder also for someone like Harmony, like maybe it would have been almost better to touch a little bit and see if there could be chemistry with someone like Aaron and maybe that would have kind of like gotten rid of the elephant in the room a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I don't know. Yeah. He's been married. He's been around the block. He's been on the apps. Right. I'm not worried about Aaron. Um, so, um, yeah. Wait, have so, you been in a Shorman and Gia relationship? Yes. Oh, when? Really? In my early 20s. How was that? It's really bizarre for me. Hmm. How long did it last? Um, I don't know. Uh, I feel like months is saying is too long. Wait, did it I was, know you then? Yeah, you knew me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Knew, yeah. Who was mm-hmm. it? You don't have to say. There's a, a guy. Okay. okay. Another guy. He was also in rabbinical school, like a few of them. Sure. Um, yes, he, he, we, we did not touch, but it was like, became this whole thing because the thing is like, I wasn't Shomer Nagia in my life, but then all right, of a sudden, right. like, now, so I'm not touching him, so now I'm not touching anyone. Like, I was the kind of person who would, like, sit on my guy friend's lap at a party, but all of a, it just, like, was very complicated. I, I wasn't, that wasn't me. Right. And right, then right. it turned out not to be him anymore either, but that, you know, that was. It, it was not me. Um, yeah, but it was a very, very long time ago. I question um, but yeah, how many people really adhere to this. Like, I get the whole, like, maybe not in the beginning or, you know, some kind of hold back. But I question how much, like, how many real showman a year relationships, like, from I'll start tell you to who finish. Does. I'll tell you who does. Are. Yeshivish people for sure. There's an ultra-Orthodox person who comes on the show in a few episodes for sure. She will. <laughs> William she wrote will. something funny. <laughs> <laughs> William slid into our DMs with a funny joke we're going to read out loud. William, yes. do you want to say it? I should say it. We made a compromise. We would have fool around with the door open. <laughs> it's a good one. That's, it's, a, it's not true, first of all. No, of course not. Just a good one. It is um, a good one. Anyway, so okay, that's that's what was going on with um with Harmony. Right. And um then we meet Cindy. Yes, Cindy. Oh, I had to I did have one note that I was saying the issue with the issue with, with Harmony and she's not using this term and I don't think she even knows this term, but the issue with Harmony is that she wasn't feeling vagina butterflies and that's really what she was looking for. Right. That's what she was looking for. Okay, uh, Cindy. So Cindy's in Israel. Cindy is another unicorn, by the way. She doesn't identify as one. Like Harmony feels and identifies as a unicorn. But Cindy's a unique person. First of all, I didn't understand. Were we supposed to get, like, where is Cindy from? Because she says, like, it was this big deal that she moved to Israel. But she looks like she has lived in Israel her whole life. So I don't really understand. What are we supposed to know about her? I don't know. But she definitely made Aliyah. 
Right. Yeah, she makes a point of that, yeah. She definitely made Aliyah. I have no idea where she came from. But you know when people make Aliyah and then all of a sudden have, like, a very Israeli affect? Yes. That is what happened with Cindy, I think. I see. Maybe that's what it is. I see. Because I'm like, like you very made Aliyah is- from where? Yeah. She has a very Israeli affect, and I yes. just think it's because she's there. Okay. I accept that's what that. I think. That's what I think. Um, she's interesting because Cindy... Keep Shabbat, keep Shabbat, she keeps kosher. Those things yeah, are really yeah. important to her. Right. I mean, maybe she's just like many modern Orthodox people, and I'm wrong, but like she does not dress sneeously. She right. talks about that. She works in the secular world. Yeah, now that I'm saying it out loud, maybe she's not a unicorn. Maybe it's just because she's in Israel, and I feel like there aren't as many like modern, modern, but maybe there are. I don't know. Cindy's modern Orthodox. She wants a guy um, who kind of meets her values that she connects with. Um, but another Aliza catchphrase, Cindy has a mystery in her history. Right, right. I liked that one. Yeah, so mystery in her, your history, curious what you think, is when there's an ex or a past love or a past relationship. In Aliza's words, it's like it's not – it could come back. Like I didn't see it as that. I Like I don't feel like whatever happened with Cindy, I don't see that guy coming back. Like it's – to me, it didn't seem like that's going to happen. Maybe she wants it to or she misses him or it was hard for her to move on. But Aliza was yeah. saying the mysteries that it like could come back. But I think the mystery is more like it's hard to make that new connection. In Elise's words. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought she, Cindy seemed pretty definitive that it wasn't coming back. I think it was more like she portrayed him as sort of like the one that got away a little bit. Like exactly. she still had feelings for him. And that's always going to be hard. Like imagine dating someone and then they start describing a past relationship and it sounds like that person's the one that got away. Like, yes, you don't, you don't want that. That's, or, that's already like a wall put up. So I think that I felt like that was more what Elisa was trying to say. Right. She's like, yeah, I see this as a mystery in your history. You had a first love and it makes, she says that when you've had a first love, it makes finding someone, finding a new person to match with the hardest thing to do. In Elisa's words, like, that's interesting because um, presumably maybe many people she sets up with had had success, like have, have not had that before. But she, I think, I think that she felt that Cindy, this was very raw still for Cindy because she's like eight months and it must have been the vibe she was getting in the room because eight months feels like a long time to me, but she was like, oh, so really recent. Like this was very raw for Cindy and Aliza was able to pick up on that. Totally. Agreed. Yes. Right. Because eight months could have been like totally and nothing. It was more, I think, right, the vibe. She got that there was something lingering for her. Right. Right. The funniest um, thing about yeah. Cindy was the age thing. I loved that part. That was so funny and so weird. So weird. She's 27. She goes set 28 to 37. Right? Like that's her that's her range. Right? Which seems reasonable. Like, great. great. Yeah. I, I have a guy for you. He's this, right. he's this, he's this, and he's 34. And she was like, 34? Isn't that kind of old? Yeah, she's like, I'm a little surprised by that. Right. Ali's like, you said 28 to, th- what did you mean? You said 28 to 37. Right. And she's like, maybe I meant 31, which is a <laughs> tiny age range, by the way. Like, what is she thinking? She's 27. It, 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 was, it was, she was, she, 34 was like disturbingly old She was for like, her. what? Yeah, I know. That was weird. Very. 34? 34. When I was 25, my boyfriend was 40. It was, uh, there was a big age difference, but 34. 34 year old would be surprising right no 
It's a Especially very. She said it was the age, but whatever. That that also, I don't know. That seemed a little fake, maybe. I don't because it just seems so, so extreme. But yeah. whatever. She agreed it was, to give it a try. It was right? very, very funny to me. Yeah, she agreed to give it a try. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so okay. So we go. We we start to go on some dates. We're, we we get on. Um, we see a date. Danny's date with David. It's a little awkward. It's okay. It doesn't seem like. You know, it's a little, it's first datey. They're having like kind of intro chat. Yeah, it's he fine. Says she's she's attract. She's attracted. He says she's pretty. She likes that. You know, it's fine. Oh yeah, because one of her top criteria was someone who's obsessed with me. Yeah, 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 someone who like worships her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed like he could have. He could. He could. He could be a worshiper. Yeah, yeah, and he's like really involved in the Sephardic community of Miami. He has his whole business is like events for the Sephardic community of Manhattan and of Miami, and he also. Like Dobbins, he goes to shul like multiple mornings a week. Yeah, that was surprising to her too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and to me. Although I feel like that's very Sephardic, but I, that's my my like stereotype without knowing much. But I thought that was sweet. Like that seemed endearing. He seemed nice. Yeah, he's nice. We'll see what happens with them. I do think they could definitely be the brow couple she wants. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, he had he had I think what she's looking for: brows, nice eyes. Again, he seemed like like she really pulled him out of a hat, Aliza. Like she seemed he seemed like he fit all her criteria. Yeah, she she's good at this. I think she's yeah. really good at this. Yeah. Um Yeah, so and then um Did we get any other dates in episodes one and two? It's just the two dates with Harmony and then the two dates with Dan Danny, they have the second date with the on the jet ski. Oh, she's so grossed out by his shoes and socks on the jet skis. Oh yeah, yeah, she's really. And then there's like that was also awkward. I felt like that was awkward that that end scene where he turns around and she's like, "Do you want to be my friend?" and he's like, "No, I want more than that." It just it felt a little like scripted. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it. It felt scripted. It felt you don't. You definitely Stilted. don't feel chemistry there, right? But also, the thing is, and like, I'm really curious about this. By the way, spoiler alert: we are talking to the cast next week on the podcast. We'll tell you more about that soon if Woo-hoo. you're still listening. We're so excited, but the, and so I'm curious to hear from them. But it's like dates are kind of pressure cookers in and of themselves. Like, it's a new person. It's a conversation. You want to put your best foot forward you want to be thoughtful about asking questions and also being able to share about yourself and listening and um and then there's like food and drink involved and just so much i can't imagine that with a full camera crew totally and the concern that you need to be interesting to your date as well as to like the netflix streaming world like (laughs) it's a lot of pressure to be interesting in a lot of different ways a lot of pressure. Still, though, when I think about putting myself in the show, yeah, I, I just, I do wonder, like, what would Eliza have? I know what Eliza would have asked me, like, what would I have said to her? Like, what would the dates have been like? And you know, I just, if I was Danny's age, like, you know, like, I, I was, I've grown a lot, obviously. You know, now when I, sure. I'm almost mm-hmm. 40. It's like it's been a long time. Right. And I, I do I do kind of wonder what it would have been like. I think it would I think it would have been fun. I think Elisa was a good matchmaker, is a good matchmaker. Um, and uh, I, I'm very curious to see. I'm rooting for all these people. You know what, though, for Ori, I'm not I'm not rooting for this to work out for him on this show. For him, I'm rooting for growth. Right. 
Um, or he's not, well, based on episodes one and two, or he's not ready for marriage. Like, he's just not. He's not. He's not. I was confused, too, because in the interview, like, just between him and the producer, it did not seem like he's in any rush to move out. It seems like he really likes living at home. Yeah, who would He wasn't bashful about it at all. Right. Like, which is fine. It seemed very comfortable there. Like, a yeah. beautiful home filled with delicious food and his ima who he loves. Like, he was fine. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, I do wonder, um, on the date, he was like, oh, yeah, I have to get my shit together. I'm th- trying to move out. And I was just like, huh? I think he felt pressure from her to say that because when he said, yeah, I live with my parents, she was like, okay. Like, I think she reacted to it kind of like, oh. And then he felt pressure to like, you know, honestly, like, I think it's wrong. Like, I don't think living at home should be so stigmatized. Like, if you have a nice family, you like your family, you have a nice big house, you can live at home and have your own space. Why not live at home? I know. I agree. It it shouldn't be. That's not my problem with Ori. My problem with Ori is like, he's kind of an asshole. I exactly and but I also think it's it's a little bit odd to live at home and then also enlisting things that he'd like in a partner be like if she has money that's okay too. Ew, Ori, you're right. a Jew going on Netflix. Can you please <laughs> think of all of us right, and not right, and not right. say that? Right. True. Please. Agreed. No, no, agreed. Agreed. If if she has money that's okay too. Yuck. Right. Yuck. By the way, I cannot find him on social media, so he might he might be ha- hiding with his tail between his legs. Um, we're coming for you, Ori. Oh, um, the other thing is, is that when she, when Adi on the date, his stunning queen of a date, mm-hmm. um, was talking, she was like, you know, I feel like in most you know Jewish families, I kind of feel like. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure to be a quote unquote normal, hate that word, but she says it job, like a doctor or a lawyer. And I've wanted to be an actress my whole life. And I'm finally here. And I came here to show my parents that you can do this. And I can follow my dreams. Fast forward to the next date. He's like, I'm a really complicated guy. You seem really simple. Oh, fuck you, Ori. First of all, have you listened to anything she said? She left her home to follow her dream that they obviously disapproved of. Right. That's also, hard. Like, how complicated are you, Ori? Like, the only things you could list in a relationship that you wanted are physical attraction and chemistry as two separate things. <laughs> so, exactly. So, you know, I just, I'm a complicated guy. I'm a complicated guy. It's like, uh Right. You're a, not not a self-aware guy, necessarily. Exactly. Yeah, and, no, and the thing is, and, and, and it's very uncomfortable when she said, she, he, he tried to back himself out of a corner by trying to defend what simple men, you're ambitious. You yeah, know, yeah. you know started, what you yeah. are. He just like listing that... other character traits. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Was... And she was just like, "Don't even bother." Exactly, exactly. So that'll be that for Oriana D. But she, yeah, she's, I can't she's a real. That's going she's a... anywhere for good reason. She, yeah, she's got to move. Yeah, why would she waste her time? Sometimes on Indian matchmaking in future seasons, people that were the dates come back as like the main people that she's trying to set ah, up. Ah, right. I see. So there's Seema, potential Seema for from Mumbai. So it's possible that like Adi can then become someone in season two that Aliza really works towards finding a match. Fast forward to another thing I wanted to tell you. I feel very strongly that Daniela would be great on this show. Yes. And that when we talk to Aliza next week, because next week we're interviewing Aliza Ben Shalom. Um, woo! That we should tell her about Daniela. And I want to also tell her about my friend Jess. 
great idea i, I love just it. at the very least even if daniela by the way daniela would be great on this show because i've talked to daniela about reality tv before and she's like no i couldn't handle the trolls like i wouldn't be able to handle it this is a show meant for her if like i get it she can't handle love island i felt the same way love is blind what's she gonna do on the other side and in in every single pod be like are you jewish like well of course i understand why she can't be on reality tv but this is different i think daniela could handle this yeah, because Elise is so lovely and she could just really just let her let her sweet self shine through. And I think the world would love her. I am certain of it. She also did just send me a voice note on WhatsApp and I can, I'm tempted to just play it right here right now. But then it'll be on the air and I can't. Who knows what she's going to say. Um, Daniela's oh, you bl- literally haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, yeah, I haven't listened to it. Like it just oh, popped up. So it's like that would be great. But um Wait, Daniela sent me a video, a song that her and Shir Yaakov had like sang. They sang to me the three-minute song. I don't know when they recorded it. If it was the day that she sent it, wow. Yeah, I don't know if it was an original. I really have to talk to her about it. She's really what? beautiful. When what recently you're saying? I got it on on Shabbat. Oh wow, <laughs> it's really beautiful. Great, wow. Yeah, I'm glad. At the very end, she was like, "That was for you, Rachel, Rachel." Like it was really. It was very sweet. They recorded very a whole sweet. song for me. It's very nice. Um, so I think we have to tell her about Daniela. I really do. I think that's a great idea. Good pitch. Here's the thing. Like, overall, you know, Jewish representation on the show is pretty good. Like, it's not just, like, dating in the from world. It's not just dating in the secular world. Like, there's a lot of different kinds of Jews on the show from a lot of different places. I think that's a good thing. There's no one from New York. Okay, eventually... There will be? Okay. That ultra-Orthodox girl I told you about is from is Brooklyn-based. Ah, okay. So I haven't gotten there. Yeah. Fair enough. But there's definitely a, a lot of Jews she's missing, for sure. But I no, mean, there's you, no, you can't hit everything. You know, we'll but I, I, and they're also, they, they seem like real people. Like, they're not caricatures. Exactly. Or, or maybe accepted. But, you know, overall, they're like, they're real humans. Yeah, I think so too. But like, I am curious when we talk to Danny, we're talking to Danny next week. I am wondering like, you know, if, 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 if that was just authentically her, or if she was like hamming it up a little. I'm yeah, curious. I, that does, that's what I'm very interested to know is like, how much is the editing process and how much is sort of like her editing herself? What are the notes that they're giving her? I'm very curious about that. Yeah, like, are they, like, interrupting the date? Is it a date that they're recording for eight hours? But it's, like, it, you know, it's cut, into two, it's cut to two minutes. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're picking out very select material. Right. Right. Totally. Anything we didn't talk about episodes one and two or just overall impressions in general that you wanted to share tonight? I think this has been a very thorough recap. <laughs> it has been. It has. You know, overall... Can't wait to watch the rest of it. I'm excited. I'm very excited to get into it with Aliza and Danny. Yeah, so our next two episodes, we have an interview with Danny coming up. We have an interview with Aliza coming up. We can't wait to talk to them. We are your source for all things Jewish matchmaking here. We are. We are. I'm curious about Jewish matchmaking. Have anything you want us to ask them? Let us know. Yes, yes, please. Yep, you can slide into our DMs at Hanukkah Erotica Book Club on Instagram and let us know. What you want us to ask, Aliza or Danny? And we will. We're available now on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, really wherever you get podcasts. All the major platforms. So this has been really fun. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Thank you. 
Thank you for bringing me along. This is thrilling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, Mal. Good night.